always slightly embarrassing because I'm so short. It's fine. Um, thank you. It took me a long time to learn the language of kindness, and I'm still learning, really. Uh, it took me a long time to understand the importance of being a nurse. But I didn't always want to be a nurse. I started out really wanting to be a marine biologist because I imagined wearing flip-flops and swimming with dolphins and living somewhere like California, maybe Barbados. Um, and then I discovered that much of the work of a marine biologist involved studying plankton off the coast of South Wales, so I had a bit of a rethink. But I went through every career idea imaginable, lawyer, singer, jazz trumpeter, astronomer, everything you could possibly think of. I talked my parents into buying me some quite expensive farming equipment, because despite the fact that we were living on a council estate in Stevenage, I had this romantic notion that I'd become a farmer. I'm not sure I'd actually been to a farm, but I imagined farmers sitting around in the late summer sunshine and eating cheese and pickle sandwiches. So I went off to agricultural college, and I lasted two weeks. And so I kind of fell into nursing without any kind of direction. I didn't really know what to do, but fell into it. And then on my very first day as a student nurse, I had to have an occupational health blood test. And I saw the sight of my own blood, and I fainted. And I remembered I've got a deep-seated fear of the sight of blood, which is not ideal for a nurse. But somehow I made it through, and I made it through to my first placement. I think I was just so embarrassed about going home and having another failed idea. And I got this idea in my head that, okay, I could do this nursing thing. This is a great thing to do. And I imagined it would be much uh, like a devotional career, and I'd be dedicated to professionalism and devotion and helping others, and it would be a vocation and I'd be a little bit like a nun, but obviously having lots of sex. <laughs> it wasn't really like that. Um, and it was around the early days of ER, and I was a bit obsessed with George Clooney as well. So that kind of propelled me on. Um, and I really thought at the start of my career that nursing was something quite different. I really thought it would be cutting edge and all about technology and saving lives and chest compressions and cracking people open. And again, I was watching quite a lot of ER. But it was finally for my first day on placement, um, and I was expecting all those things. I had my shining fob watch, my belt buckle, my squeaky shoes. I was ready for all this high-tech stuff. And within the first two weeks, I had scabies, nits, and impetigo. I had to have an eye washout after a baby had explosive diarrhea in my face. <laughs> and then I had to have a hepatitis B booster after an adolescent bit me really hard. So it really wasn't what, what I thought it was. I really thought that nursing would be much more about anatomy and physiology and chemistry and maths and physics. And it's all those things, actually. It is those things. But I was beginning to learn that nursing was much more than that. It was about something deeper and older than that. And nursing was also about literature and about philosophy and about, nursing and about poetry. And nursing was politics as well. I remember meeting a lady called Betty, who was 
on a trolley in a corridor outside accident and emergency. And she was elderly, and she was frail, and she was alone. And she'd come in hypothermic. She couldn't afford to pay her fuel bills. And she hadn't eaten anything, so she was also hypoglycemic. And I didn't really do anything technical for Betty. I found her a sandwich um, and made her a cup of tea. And after she'd had a clear ECG, because she'd come in with chest pain, but it didn't have any physical origin, she ate the sandwich like nobody's ever eaten anything so quickly. It was heartbreaking. And it turned out her husband, Stan, had died a few weeks ago in the hospital from a heart attack. And I sat with her for a while, and I held her hand. And she told me stories about Stan, and how they danced, and how time flies. And after a while, it was really difficult to tell where Betty's hand ended and where my hand began. And I think that nursing exists in that space. And that's why it's so hard to get into language, to get into words, what that thing is. It's hard to describe. A hole in the heart is a hole in the heart. And at one end, there's a literal surgeon fixing the hole. And at the other end, there's a metaphorical loss of the patient experiencing it. And the nurse is the thing at the center. And so it seems like a very small thing. But my goodness, what an enormous privilege to hold the hand of a person at the frailest, most extreme and significant moment of their life to be a nurse. So I was finally learning what this thing was, what this job was. Betty told me that I'd saved her life. And of course, I'd done no such thing. I just sat with her, found her a very unappealing looking sandwich and listened to her stories but I am so grateful that I had time that day to sit with her and listen to her stories because there are so many other days when I wouldn't have had time at all. And when nurse, nurses are firefighting the whole time, dealing with critical incident and crisis after crisis after crisis, and the very first things that fall away are the kindness, care, and compassion that all of us deserve. But I think even though I was beginning to understand what this thing was, what this job meant, how important it was. It was only really when I was on the other side of the fence that I began to really appreciate the philosophy of kindness and everything that nursing meant. And seven years ago, nearly, um, my dad was dying from cancer, or fucking cancer, as we like to call it. And he was very young, he was 63, and he was dying much too quickly. And I found myself, after 20 years as a nurse, being a relative and not a nurse. And after all his treatments stopped working, after the palliative radiotherapy and after the chemotherapy stopped working, and after my dad's team of brilliant doctors and oncologists had left the room, it was his nurse, Cheryl, who was by his bedside, who offered my dad and our whole family something else something perhaps even more important than cure at all cost. She offered us all dignity and peace and love. In the smallest of actions, she made such a huge difference to him and to all of us. She was on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She came to my dad's funeral. 
she's still now, nearly seven years on, pops in to see my mum on her day off. She made us feel like we were the only family that she was looking after, and she must have been looking after thousands of families. And she was just doing the job of a nurse. I remember thinking how astonishing this job is. And yet nursing is the most undervalued of all the professions. If how we treat our most vulnerable people is a measure of our society, then the act of nursing itself and how we treat our nurses is a measure of our humanity, I began to realize. I remember standing outside my dad's room because she'd ushered me away. She treated me like a daughter and not like a nurse, which was exactly right. And I heard my dad shuffling the bedsheets, and then I heard him shout, jump in, Cheryl. <laughs> and, and I heard her say, you're a cheeky beggar. Um, and their relationship, they shrieked with laughter, and their relationship was something quite amazing to witness. This was a day before he died. She helped him be who he was until right till the very end. He died with dignity and with humor because of excellent nursing care, because she had time to give excellent nursing care. I've been lucky enough since I published The Language of Kindness to travel around and talk to lots of different people. And I get asked a lot of questions, but one question comes up time and time again. And the question that I get asked is, what is the thing that you learned from nursing? What's the one thing you learned most of all from all your time as a nurse? And I think that's really hard to answer because there are so many lessons and we're always still learning. And actually, nursing just gives you more questions often, not more answers. But I think that nursing and grief both taught me something. It's, it's nearly seven years now since my dad died, and I miss him now more than I did ever, actually, increasingly more and more, which is strange to me. I see him everywhere. I see a flash of gray hair, a mischievous smile. I see a man walking really quickly. Um, I stopped in my tracks recently because I saw a man at the allotment, and he looked so much like my dad. I just stopped. I've got this jumper which probably sounds very strange, but it's my dad's jumper and it's screwed up at the bottom of my wardrobe. And it smells of him still, very faintly, of oranges and bonfires, and it has to be said, whiskey. But I'm terrified, I'm so scared that that smell will go because it's getting fainter. And whenever I have that overwhelming anxiety about losing my dad's smell, or not seeing him around the place as I do. I go back to patients like Betty and what she taught me, which is that nobody ever really leaves us. Nobody ever really dies. Not if we love them enough. Thank you very much. <laughs>